everyone. Welcome to the Parenting Balance Podcast. My name is Kelly Williams. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and an ADHD parenting expert by experience. I'm here with my partner. Hi, I'm Teresa Van Pelt. I'm a licensed mental health counselor and anxiety parenting expert by experience. And for the past 10 years, Kelly and I have had a family practice in Florida. This podcast is for parents who want to really understand what's going on with ADHD and anxiety so you can ditch the chaos and feel confident and happy again. Marcy Surface is the founder of the Private School Diaries community. She's a parenting coach who specializes in helping parents confidently navigate ADHD in private schools. And just like Kelly and me, Marcy's resume includes training from her personal journey raising a son diagnosed with ADHD. We're thrilled that she's here with us today to talk to us about some important differences that parents need to know between private and public school options. Thanks for being here today, Marcy. Thanks for having me. Hi, Marcy. I'm super excited to talk to you today about what the differences are between private school and public school and what kind of things parents need to think about in order to determine what which one is the right choice for their family. But before we get into that, I want to ask you to share a little bit with our listeners about how your passion for creating better academic experiences for kids with ADHD extends beyond your own family. For many years, you've served on the boards of directors for schools um, specifically designed for kids who learn differently. And you even built a middle school. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Um, We built a middle school even after our son um, was no longer at that school anymore. So that's kind of a fun story. But um, yes, I have three sons. Uh, They're 19, 17, and 14 now. And our middle son um, was diagnosed with ADHD when he was uh, a little guy in kindergarten. Um, We had been um, only attending private schools um, with our kids uh, up until that point. And uh, he was at a, you know, very um, kind of prestigious uh, preschool through 12th um, program here, private school program here in Orange County. And uh, kind of, you know, was all, all of his little quirks and mannerisms were really cute until kindergarten. And that's when the rubber sort of met the road. And he had uh, also the um, kind of bad luck of having the, the, uh, the one teacher of kindergarten that was known for being much more strict um, than the other two. And so he spent most of that kindergarten year um, sitting outside the classroom um, mm-hmm. being punished. So uh, we called in a you know educational um, uh, evaluator to come. Um, she shadowed him and called and said, oh my gosh, you have to get him out of this school as soon as, soon as humanly possible. Um, and, uh, go to, you know, this, uh, doctor to see him about, uh, medication. We're going to do all of the different testing and do all the write-up, you know, of, uh, give you a full report. So that was kind of our first experience with the whole topic. Um, and so after doing lots of testing, going to see this doctor, um, we decided that we would actually, uh, we thought that the right answer was, um, having him, uh, we decided to move to a small town go to a private school in a small town, but with uh, even smaller classes. So I think there were seven or eight kids in a class and one teacher. Um, and we would try medication So we uh, and, and repeat kindergarten. So we did those things. We repeated kindergarten, 
um, moved to a small town, tried medication, and I think failed on all three um, of those different uh, different levels, basically. So he um, he's very very bright. So having him repeat kindergarten and be you know a year older than all the kids in the class was incredibly frustrating for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he also had some huge fine motor skills issues, um, and so was having a hard time you know getting out on paper. As, uh, to keep up with his brain. Um, so he was just frustrated kind of all around. Um, and then in this very small town, there were literally no resources in the town for kids with ADHD. There was no OT or, you know, fine motor uh, therapies or anything like that that we could get for him. And then he had a very adverse reaction to the medication. So he actually had a grand mal seizure um, and was in the hospital for three days. Um, you know, we had uh, two ambulances at our house. It was very, very um, stressful and scary. And what we hadn't realized was that um, the combination of medications that he was on um, lowered his threshold for seizures. And um, <clears throat> for whatever reason, he was prone at that time. So, um, so we started looking for some sort of a solution where he could. Uh, go to school and not be on medication. We wanted to try that for the next year. So after doing tons and tons of research uh, at the time we were up in Oregon, um, we found a school back in our hometown uh, that had been at UC Irvine for over 30 years. It was called the Child Development School. And uh, there were no spots whatsoever, but it was a a school that was uh, basically created from a therapy program uh, that became a full-day school program, um, and it was for kids with ADHD and high-functioning autism, as well as all sorts of other learning differences. And so after calling and begging them for a spot every single day, I think, for over a month, um, finally something opened up, and uh, we came back down, and after he shadowed for one day, they said, he's perfect. He's, you know, he's he's exactly what we do here, which was, you know, I had been hearing, you know, how how bad he was for the last two years um, and how no one had ever seen anything like it. And they just looked at me and said, oh, he's exactly what we do. This is perfect. He's so great. And he's so smart that we're going to skip him right over first grade and he's going to go right into second grade with the rest of his age group. And it was like literally, you know, as a parent, when you're so stressed and uh, confused and you don't know what to do or or who to turn to next, you know, hearing those words was just like magical. Um, Yeah. It's a remarkable story. I mean, all the way from you were so invested that you moved your entire family to a small town Mm -hmm. and, and then discovered that that wasn't the solution either. And then you find the perfect place that's right back where you, where you came from. It's amazing. Yes, it was. I mean, yeah. And, and so we the had persi- the persistence that, that it took as a parent. Yes. To do well, um, and it's been, yeah, there's been even a lot more since then. <laughs> so basically, um, I am a specialist at this point in um, private school admissions, I think, and in um, knowing the right questions to ask about what schools, um, you know, what they can provide for your child. Um, I have three very different children, um, and they all go to different schools and different types of schools. And, um, you know, being as our first stop at the child development school, it used to only go K through five. 
But with the Child Development School, my son attended there for four years. We loved it so much that he stayed through fifth grade, so second through fifth grade. Um, and by the time he left, um, he was teaching the social skills class uh, to the first graders, which was adorable. So they have a program where they have one hour a day of social skills for every, every child that's in the program. Um, and then the parents have one hour a week of that same skill that the child's learning so that they can use the same. Yeah. So they can use the same terminology and they can implement the same programs at home. And um, I think that those were some of my most special memories of that school was being in what they called multifamily group um, with the other parents, especially the ones that were, you know, had newly arrived and just seeing the tears roll down their face of joy of, um, you know, telling stories of success at home and at school and, um, you know, just seeing that their child blossom again and, and rebuilding their self-esteem, you know, was just a really, really special time. It can't be understated just how important it is for all humans to feel like they belong in the place where they are. Absolutely. Yes. So for parents and children, I think that, you know, we have, um, there's still such a stigma, unfortunately. Um, it's like we're living in the dark ages, whether you're at private or public school. As a parent, um, if your child has ADHD or a different learning difference, a lot of times they will blame it on parenting. Um, they will make you feel, you know, like an outsider, um, like an outcast. And Certainly in private schools, I can tell you that um, most of the other parents won't even admit that they are going through the same thing. And so it's a very, very lonely, you know, place and very, very scary and um, sad and, you know, all those, all those fun emotions. And so that's why you decided to start your business, which is a parent coaching practice specifically for helping parents of kids who are in private schools and you help them to navigate the school struggles because you have so much experience with so many different schools. But not only that, you, you understand the shame of feeling like you can't talk to anybody else in the school environment about what's going on. Absolutely. So left the child development school, um, he went to some other, you know, very prestigious private schools again. So I got to see it again, you know, on an older uh, child level and got to, but at this point I was an expert. So that was really helpful uh, going into his senior year now in high school. He's actually at public school now. So I know a lot about public school as well, um, but he's, you know, incredibly successful, um, really has those four years were so um, life-changing for all of us. Um, so, um, for me going back and giving back and being able to coach parents, because, you know, the, the main thing that people don't understand when they're choosing a private school, when their child is having some challenges at school is that every private school, generally private schools are not chains. They're not, uh, you know, there's, they're one of one of a kind, each one. Mm -hmm. And they don't have the economies of scale. Um, they don't have any sort of protocols or uh, methodologies that are used uh, successfully at other schools that they can really look to. So they're their own small business, basically trying to muddle their way through like any small business. And very often they don't 
provide any services. Uh, they don't have any training, that's for sure. Um, and uh, they just, they really don't have any systems in place or roadmaps to right. help these children through. Um, and it's really a detriment to them. Uh, and this is what I have explained to many along the way, um, is that, you know, when you have a family with two, three, four kids at your private school, and you decide that you're going to make one of those children, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to say that they don't belong here. They don't fit here. We can't help them. We don't do ADHD. I mean, you would be shocked at the things that I've heard them say. You're really, um, ostracizing that entire family and, um, people really, want all of their kids to be happy at school. And they would really prefer if all their kids could be at the same school. If that's not possible, you know, there's, um, there's certainly a much better way to handle it. Um, even if it means putting some things into place, at least for, you know, this school year and seeing how it goes, instead of just automatically saying he's not invited back or, you know, the things that, that they do. Um, and so for me, since it's very, very challenging to change a school, um, what I ha have been uh, working on and helping parents do is change what they, the way that they handle the situation. So if I can arm them with a roadmap and with the particular tools to use in the classroom, and they can go give those to their teacher and say, this is the program that we do. And I expect that you will follow this uh, and, you know, and do these things that we need you to do. Uh, for our family and for our child to be successful here at school, or at least to make the attempt. And that way, it's a um, very standardized approach um, and very positive. You know, I help them to draft the emails and, you know, to I get, provide, you know, different formats for them to bring to the school, both to the administration and to their teachers. Um, and hopefully, you know, have a successful outcome, whatever that happens to look like. That's amazing. I was going to say, I love that you're here and that you're talking to us about this because we recently did an interview with Noreen Russell, um, Dr. Russell, who is an academic coach here in Florida. Um, she provides school choice consultations, which I think in the face of it is similar to what you do. Um, if anybody's interested, it's episode 13, if you want to check it out. Um, but we talked about how the field of coaching is relatively new and... Um, it's new to the helping profession, um, and it's not really regulated the way that counseling is regulated by our licensures and, and stuff like that. Um, but we also talked about like how and when you find yourself as a target of a stigma, like you were talking about, and the criticism. There's something you can learn about how to successfully navigate you know, things that can't be taught in a formal education program. And it sounds mm -hmm. like you're kind of incorporating some of those same things when you're working with the parents, kind of helping them navigate the system. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just actually had um, lunch with um, a girlfriend on Friday and uh, who's younger than me and has younger children and um, who just had the um, fun uh, Zoom call over the summer with a couple of teachers who informed her that her seven-year-old has ADHD and neither of them um, have any training, any background, you know, nothing. And so she shared the, the phone call with me and then we got to giggle about it a whole bunch over lunch. So I think that the point is that I bring is a lot of ex actual experience and I can share that experience with people so that they 
don't have to learn it on their own, which of course they, everyone will eventually learn all this on their own. But if I can help them to get to that point faster and to understand, um, you know, why, uh, this, this stigma really, um, is not something that should be, um, should be happening, number one, but number two, just how to, how to address it and how to deal with it and how to not make it so that it's so kind of soul crushing, you know, for themselves. Um, and then the things that they would um, bring back to those teachers, um, the things that they could do to, you know, because really the point is you want to help your child to be happy and um, successful at whatever school, whatever school environment um, it is that you end up in. And by the way, that changes all the time as well. So sometimes something's great for a couple of years and then you, it's, it stops serving its purpose. And so you can move on to a different school after that. Um, but yes, I think it's mainly that, you know, I, I am not formally trained. I am just a parent, but I have been at for over 17 years, we've been at 13 different schools um, 13 private schools and just with different kids doing different things. And we moved a lot, um, in the process. And I just can bring that, um, experience to people so that they realize that they're not alone. Um, that some of it is, you know, um, um, some of it is, is very serious, obviously, but then other parts of it, um, can be sort of funny as well. Um, and we can just sort of get through that together so that, um, they understand that, um, that they are certainly not the only one as much as they might be being um, made to feel that they are, um, and that that diagnosis may not even be the correct diagnosis. And so I help them just get the wherewithal, you know, about what they need to do next, you know, what kind of tests maybe they should go get, you know, um, you know, auditory processing, or um, I know that you guys have, um, we've talked a lot, Kelly, about, um, you know, just even seeing the specialist eye doctor, you know, there, there are so many different things that people, Right. There's so many different things that people don't know about that I can really point them in that direction. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful, you know, and I always I probably have said this in five or six of our episodes, like faster is better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to being confronted with this information, um, knowing that you can go to a resource that is going to guide you on the path, it's it's invaluable. It's it yeah. makes things so much easier. Yes. And it's complicated. Every single person is different. Mm -hmm. Every single, this is part of what is so tricky about ADHD in particular is it does not look the same in every single person. It, it never does. Right. But, you know, yeah. from the academic perspective, having ADHD neurology is correlated with above average intelligence. Yeah. are some of the smartest people on the planet and right. If, you know, right in the private schools, th that's who they want. They, these are the students they really want, you know, right. and yeah. when you can help them to come around and, and learn different teaching methods in order to accommodate, then everyone is better off for it. Absolutely. They all benefit. They have happier families. Um, they do get to keep these kids that are going to be the ones that excel and get the, you know, as soon as, as soon as maybe they can work some of these things out, like for my son, for example, he needed a writing specialist. He needed a, a fine motor writing, handwriting specialist. And as soon as that happened, you know, his world, you know, completely changed. Um, or, you know, and, the, and then he got the highest scores they had ever seen on some test or something. So yes, if, if those are the students that they, you know, are claiming to want to have, 
Um, and then the, there's also a lot of talk about, oh, we want the kids that think outside the box. Well, then don't try to just continually shove everybody back into the box. Like maybe you should, you know, everyone should expand their horizons a little bit and realize that a lot of kids with higher IQs and, you know, higher intelligence overall, they just learn differently. And so the more tools they have to help them um, learn differently, the, you know, just it's just such a benefit all the way around. It's so true. It's so true. And, you know, I have to, I have to give you some credit here because I don't think this podcast would exist without your support, <laughs> right? You and I kind of decided to be accountability partners on launching yep. our projects because our, we're both kind of trying to do the same thing, um, but uh, just a little bit differently. And that is, to teach more people about exactly what's real about this neurology and that it's not a disaster. Like it's really not different. Isn't wrong. Right. Absolutely. You know, the more people on the planet who understand that um, the better off the entire planet is going to be. That's my, that's my conviction. I agree a hundred percent. And so it's so great. So when we met last year and, and decided to be accountability partners, it was, it's been so fun for me. And one of the first things that I do is have my new coaching clients listen to your podcast, because I think you guys really starting from, you know, if anyone's hearing this for the first time, going back to the first episode and listening to everyone, they really build on each other. And I just loved your first episode so much about talking about what ADHD is and is not. Um, And because I think that's really in the scheme of things, that's really new thinking, especially among teachers and educators. You know, most people don't know those things that you're sharing. Um, And so, gosh, if teachers could listen to your podcast as, as well, it would just be such uh, just, it, I think it could just really change the world. Um, I don't even know if I mentioned this in the first podcast, but my my um, course, my online course curriculum, it began as a teacher training. And um, what happened was when my son hit middle school, um, you know, the teachers all said, well, he's really smart. He should know how to do these things. Well, he, he didn't know. He couldn't do those things because executive skills are delayed, right, with this neurology. And so I got frustrated about that. And my solution was to put together a training. And even I even developed an assessment tool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I educated every single teacher. We are at a charter. So I don't know, maybe it's 100 people. And um, I delivered that training. And what happened was that I did the training in two parts. Um, I gave the overview first, like kind of the basics, right? Kind of neurology 101. And then I explained this assessment tool that I was asking them to use. It was an executive function assessment. And then they were to pick two students and implement the tool. And then I came back a month later and I was um, reviewing all their assessments and talking about, you know, teaching strategies for all these different kinds of kids. And, um, about two weeks, right in the middle of the break in between, there was that awful shooting in South Florida. Mm-hmm. And what started out with these teachers is really good momentum for change got stopped in its tracks. I mean, it was, you know, it was remarkable. And, and my heart went out to the teachers because 
um, they were being required to do all these extra trainings. And I mean, every, the focus completely shifted from teaching to safety. I think that's the challenge that a lot of teachers are facing. I think a lot of teachers really want to learn more, but they have so much on their plates. It's really hard to get everything done. Yeah, that was when I I shifted my focus and I decided, you know what, as parents, we need to arm ourselves with the information and exactly how Marcy described it so that when the teacher comes to you, you know how to respond to that in a way that's productive. It's all about really, even if you can make that first interaction less adversarial, Mm -hmm. everything is better from that point forward. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, one of the, um, as I said, I was at lunch with a friend on Friday and, um, and again, this is just going to your point that, you know, teachers, first of all, I think they, they, in California anyways, the public school teachers don't even get, I don't know, they get like one hour or something of, of, um, you know, special education or, you know, in their whole credential. I mean, they get nothing. Um, And then we have really large class sizes in public and then private, you know, goes the whole gamut on class sizes. Um, But it was interesting because one thing that there were, there were, there was a school counselor and two teachers on the call and the main, um, their main point of diagnosis was that he, the child, um, that his math and reading, uh, that they, that they weren't equal that he was so much better in math. And so this is a huge sign that it's ADHD and he should get, you know, he should go get ADHD medication as soon as humanly possible. And I thought that that thinking, you know, I'm a, I'm a 50 year old adult. I am much better at reading than math. Um, I think that, I don't think that that's the, the telltale sign, you know, that just because a child excels more in one subject than another. So that's just an example that I think that there's some really old fashioned thinking out there. Um, that, and they, again, they don't get continuing education on this. Um, and so I think it's kind of our job, like you said, to try and help to arm the parents, you know, who are, you know, um, very capable, um, Mm -hmm. and very open to learning and then have them in a non-adversarial way as much as possible, bring that, um, back to the teachers in the schools. Because I think that if you're a teacher and you can become, uh, well-versed in this, you are a superstar. And you will be, um, I, I feel like that will make you just a, an incredibly successful teacher and you'll really be at the top of your game if this is uh, a field that you dive into and learn more than your peers. Because this is here, you know, this is happening. It's, you know, every, typically there's, you know, the old saying, every family has one child that learns differently. And, um, and so if you can be that teacher that understands it because you've taken the time to, to hear and, and be open and receptive to it, I think that that is just, you know, such a win for everyone. Well, and honestly, the teachers that I know that, that do that are, are, are usually personally impacted in some one way or another by ADHD. And so they do mm-hmm. understand, but, but not only that, they, but they just, they seem happier in their job. They, mm-hmm. right. they seem yeah. like happier people, you know, and um, yeah. so there's something to be said for that, right? Because um, that's all we all really want, right? Is to kind of get through this life with yeah. some joy and connection and friendship with each other, and you know, 
Absolutely. And watching a child, um, you know, being able to help a child as their parent or their teacher or tutor or therapist is one of the most rewarding things in the world, right? So absolutely. It's you know, great. Yeah. I know it sure is fun when my six foot one son goes back to the child development school to where he started when he was six and they just, you know, they see how, um, how, just how amazing it's all turned out, you know, and that's the other thing that I think that I really want to give parents is hope and let them yeah. know that it can turn out really, really well. Um, and that, um, there are some things that, yes, with the right interventions, there are some things that your child will either um, get much better at or outgrow or stop doing. Um, you know, it's not just going to happen by itself, but there are things that you can do, um, especially the younger they are, that just can make such a world of difference. And um, and so just sharing that with parents, because when you have a six-year-old or seven-year-old and your teacher tells you that they have ADHD and they need to go on medication. It's going to be terrible and it's going to do this and that to your life. You know, it's, um, you just don't know how it's going to turn out. So I love telling people that it's, it, um, can turn out just great. It does. It does. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. So if, if someone wants to get in contact with you for your services, how would they do that? And do you, what, what stuff do you have going on right now? Yeah, so I am um, still in the beginning um, phase of creating my online course, but I am doing private coaching. And so the way to find me is on Instagram. I'm at Private School Diaries. And if you search Private School Diaries on Facebook, you'll see my business page, which is Marcy Surface on Facebook. And you can direct message me on either platform. Um, and uh, then we can talk more about one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching and then uh, put you on the wait list for um, my online course that's coming hopefully in the next couple of months. That's so exciting. I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Absolutely. And I just, again, thanks for having me and, and love what you're doing. And I love sharing your podcast with everyone I know. Well, we appreciate it. And we were definitely so thrilled that you came to talk to us. And um, I know that this is going to be helpful for so many families. Thank you for listening to the Parenting Balance Podcast. To join our mailing list, go to parentingbalance.com slash podcast. When you join, you will be notified of upcoming live Q&As. You can help us plan future episodes. We'd love to hear comments and questions. You can reach us by email, hello at parentingbalance.com. And if you found this information helpful, please share it with anyone else who can benefit and subscribe and give us a rating on your podcast platform. And until then, remember, different isn't wrong. Mm -hmm.